Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and joining me today are... Jake. Chris. And Ames. And we're here today for episode 211. Woo! What? And today uh, we're back... We're talking about Deep Space Nine episodes, You Are Cordially Invited, and Resurrection. So, in You Are Cordially Invited, if you can't tell from the title, Party it's time. time. Yeah, it's time Excellent. for It's time for Worf and Jadzia to tie the knot. They decide kind of last minute. Oh, it's because of Alexander. Alexander's that like, fits. I'm shipping off to a new ship. Shipping off to a new ship. That's redundant. Anyway, shipping. I'm leaving on a Jet plane? Jet plane. Don't know if I'll be back again. Hopefully not. Hopefully and not. uh hopefully not. So but yeah, Alexander's like, I'm going to be on a new ship and everybody finds my being a bitch really charming because apparently I'm such a mess that everybody else is doing great and that's good <laughs> luck. I don't know. Fine. So he's leaving and Jadzia's like, what about if we move up the wedding? And Worf's like, I don't know. And Jadzia's like, well, we're doing it. So fuck you and what you want. And Quark's like, what? You want to have it in Quark's bar? And they're like, yes. That's where the root beer is. Yep. But before they can get married, Quark has to drag all of his best, best friends through four days of hell. Worf. What did I say? Quark. Yeah, not Quark. Nope. Worf has to drag all of his best friends through four days of hell. If it were and Quark, I would definitely want to be involved in that one. <laughs> well, he gets, to, he gets to be involved in some of the other hell. And Jadzia... Has her own personal hell because she has to hang out as a as a aspiring member of the House of Martok. Has to spend four days kissing the ass of Martok's wife, the Lady Sorella, who, as a side note, is like the most magnificent creature we've ever seen <laughs> ever. She's like tall and stately and gorgeous and what a fucking ice queen. And Martok is so there for it. It's great. But yeah, basically, Sorella is like, uh, I don't really like Worf, and I definitely don't like Jadzia. I can't believe you're letting an alien into our house. And she's really hard, really, really hard on Jadzia the entire time. But obviously, Jadzia perseveres. However, you know, the wedding is almost off at one point because Jadzia throws herself like a proper, well, maybe not herself. Somebody throws a bachelorette party. Raven. And... It is a fucking, we're going to have a fucking rager. And it's awesome. They have like fucking The Rock is visiting as Maui to do some fire dancing. What can he say? But you're welcome. And like, as a side note, Lita is like weirdly into it. And I just want to like slap her and be like, stop making a fool of yourself at the bachelorette party in front of your fucking husband. But She's whatever. She's already married to Rom. How much more fool of herself can she make? That's true. Listen, you that's what I'm saying. I was looking out for her. So, but of course, Martok's wife shows up in the middle of it and is like, come make me some tea or some bullshit. And Jadzia is like, suck my dick. This is my party. And then she like punches her in the face. And Sorella's like, well, that's it. You're not joining my family. Sorella did draw a knife first. That's true. She did. And fine. She can. Uh, and I think it's but suck my pouch. <laughs> Yikes, eat my shorts. Jadzia wakes up the next day, she's hungover as fuck, and she hears voices, and the reason why she hears voices is because Odo and Kira, after, like, Odo comically, like, woo, 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 
out of frame a few times <laughs> earlier in the episode. They're finally going to talk about, you know, feelings and what happened. And we're going to throw all that out the window next episode, but let's not like it ahead of ourselves. Aww. So, but he wasn't in that episode at all, which is good. Because, goddammit, yeah. how much more could he take? Anyhow, so Jadzia is hung over as fuck the next day, and Worf's like, you're a party bitch, we're not getting married. And she's like, the fuck? Meanwhile, oh boy, the bachelor party was not what anyone expected. They're like, staying up for four days, turning up the heat. not expect that? There's Seriously. Well, because he said it's kind of like a bachelor party. Like, Worf has a sick sense of humor. Don't but basically, believe Worf. There's no food, there's no drink, they're doing hot yoga, <laughs> like, and I don't even know, the airing of grievances, they have to, like, it basically, it sounds like Festivus in hell. It and sounds like one of, it sounds like a survivor tournament. Yeah, except somehow worse. And, like, at one point, like, I don't know, uh, O'Brien and Bashir are, like, doing pull-ups while cursing his name they're just hanging out for hours i don't know what the fuck the point of that was actually i do we kind of get a little payoff at any rate that sounds great and everything martok goes and talks to wharfs and is like listen my wife she's not perfect and uh jedzia she's not perfect but maybe go fix it and wharfs like all right and he tries but she's like nah and then ben is like let me go talk to her and he's like old man stop just get married. And she's like, all right, Ben, you're right. And so the wedding's back on. And I guess Sorella decides she's fine with it. I don't really feel like we see that happen. Yeah. Am I yeah, wrong? I, I, have, I have thoughts. We'll get to it. Yeah, I'm It just kind of happens didn't. in the background, which is surprising because you think, like, the ability for them to get married seems to rest on her being like, okay, you can come join our house. And the last thing that we see is her being really pissed because she got punched in the face. <laughs> But she shows up and gives her blessing at the end. So happy ending, I guess. Yeah, it does feel like there's a scene missing. See, what yeah. happens? I think that's the end of the synopsis because they that's get married. That's basically it, yeah. Happy. They get married. So, the end. yeah, Cisco tells Jadzia, go grovel to Sorella because that's going to get you back in the house. And, you know, you really want to get married and all this thing. So the assumption is Jadzia probably just went, did the groveling, did the boot licking, and got back in good graces with Sorella. And, they, and then Sorella accepted it. Which I think is actual bullshit. Yeah, no, it's totally out of character. She wouldn't. Yeah, it was game over. There there's was no, no coming unless, back. Unless Cyrilla there's, was putting on an act herself the whole time. Uh, Klingons are not that good of actors. Maybe. Just saying. Yeah, because the issue I have with it is if the answer is go grovel to Cyrilla and be a little bitch, where's the honor in that? Why would she accept you then? I think yeah. what really should have happened was so Jadzia discovers somewhere in the episode that Sorella's house is actually, you know, built on lies because, yeah. like, the actual empress and the whole, like, royal family was killed a while back and replaced with other people, and then they kind of took the role. And yeah. Sorella's actually descendant of those jerks. So I think Jadzia should have just blackmailed her. Mm. Well, and maybe that is what she did. I totally forgot about that. That's important, that when they're going through the history... Yeah. yeah, and then it, she had to like memorize off. the house of Martok's whole lineage, and is like, oh, by the way, it looks like the line actually ended at like your twenty third, twenty three generations ago. But you pretending otherwise. Charge, but 
But yeah, I just so yeah, so maybe that is what happened. Maybe we just missed a really good blackmail scene. Maybe that's why they didn't include it. They were just like, no. we'll let the audience decide how it worked. No, I give, lazy. I give Ronald more more credit. If that was what he had planned, he would have at least insinuated it. Mm. But no, the insinuation is Jadzia go grovel. Jadzia says, "Okay, Ben," but because you know I've known you for a hundred years, and then suddenly they're married, so she must have done the groveling. Don't you feel like if they had just moved that scene to after the party incident, it would have been better because then it would have been more like hint, hint. She found out this bullshit and that's why it all happened. Because there's nothing about that scene that says it has to happen when it happened. Hmm. Like the bachelor party isn't like, I don't even remember what day it was before the uh, before the wedding, but I feel like Bashir and O'Brien were hanging out uh, literally after that. So... I feel like if they had just moved it, that could have been it. She could have been like, well, you know what I what I read up about your people? And then that would have been it. They would have had like an understanding look and the wedding would have been back on. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't That's think, how I don't know if that it. was as big of a deal. The lineage it, thing? Yeah, because I think I think really that was just showing that, you know, Jadzia was not intending to play the part of the, you know, the demure... And that's fine. Bride. I like I like that about her that she kind of like even though she's you know looking to be kind of involved in this house that she's still her own person, right? But yeah, just the the weight of a discovery like that should have I feel impacted the rest of the episode more. But instead, well, it's I, like I, nope, we're not going to talk about it. We're I done. expect that that you know yeah maybe, but at then the same time, I'm get, why make I'm it guessing, be that thing? Yeah, so I don't know. I think that I don't know why they necessarily included. It. I just think it was more example of Jadzia challenging Cirilla. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I think that there's a good chance that Cirilla already knew about the lineage thing, and that um, you know, just Jadzia bringing it up was more to challenge, it. and that's and that kind of goes back to what I wanted to bring up, which is I don't know. My my opinion of the whole thing is that. All of these little challenges and, and, you know, hold the buckets and have the right candles and come make me tea in the middle of your bachelorette party. Like, my opinion on all of that is that Cirilla was not testing that Dax would, you know, lick the boot. Cirilla was testing and making sure that Jadzia was the type was a true Klingon woman because no Klingon woman would put up with that bullshit. They'd they'd have knocked, <laughs> they would have decked Cirilla from from the start. <laughs> so the fact that you know Jadzia kind of humors her for a while, and then I think eventually just says you know fuck this bitch, and it blows up at the party to where you know it literally comes to blows. I think if anything, that was the test, and Jadzia passed. <laughs> By so standing think, up for herself. So do you think she groveled to get back to get the wedding back on, or what do you think happened then? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think she groveled. I don't. I don't think Jadzia grovels. Period. Yeah, no. So I, I don't. I don't know what she did. Because hmm. Ben whatever, told her to grovel. Yeah, but I don't think Ben. Ben doesn't understand Klingon culture. No, as well no. as Jadzia does. Um, Even Picard, and, and neither does Worf. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Worf was like, oh, you fucked up with my mother, sort of. So now everything's fucked. But like that, like you said, like that probably wasn't even the case. That probably was what had to happen. 
Yeah, I'm guessing Jadzia went to Cirilla's quarters. They had a fight, a physical <gasps> fight. Oh, man. I would love and, that. And, did, it, um, did it end in sex? Probably. Please. And then, you know, and that was it. And, and she's like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you're good. You're, you're a badass bitch. Welcome to the family. Man, see, I would love that res- resolution to the conflict, but we don't get to see it, so we're left yeah. assuming it was lame. Ugh. And you know what it feels like? It feels like a hearkening back to boys, Jadzia, because <laughs> it's fucking Ben being like, put aside your personal everything and go do what you have to do to make up with this woman for your fucking husband. I'm a little bothered by it. I wasn't. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's kind of pissing me off. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't was- blame you. So I much prefer I much prefer Jake's version. They went. She went. They fought. Probably they had sex. She knows where both Klingon clitorises are. And the and the pouch. That's and the thing. The pouch. I, I was definitely waiting for, like, the fight to get bigger and turn out to be, like, because the Klingons love beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was surprised it ended when it did. It's like a Klingon handshake. It's like a Vulcan hello. Well, at the same time, we're also used to seeing Klingon warriors. And True. I don't think that Cyrilla is a Klingon warrior. No. I mean, she's clearly a Klingon high society lady yeah she's like a matriarch exactly yeah i kind of like what ronald d moore did with this because in the past we haven't seen female presenting klingons do much to be honest like like and he says he regretted this whole time like saying you know they can't serve on the council and not showing them is anything other than we see some warrior klingon ladies Mm. and we see like a maid and not much else. So he kind of decided, you know what? I'm going to play with this and decide that they get to run all the affairs within the house to give them something to do that isn't just dumb. Yeah, it makes sense, too. I feel like if you if your husbands are always off trying to murder each other, somebody's got to fucking run things. So, yeah, I kind of got sure that vibe from Grilka. Yeah. And it I- just feels so unspectacular for such incredible women, because like. When you say the women take care of the house, kind of sounds a lot like oh no, housewives. Well, no, but we, we're not talking. No, I know it just sounds. We're talking taking care of the house, capital H. Like that means taking care of, you know, the finances and who which, gets in and who doesn't. Yeah, obviously, and probably a certain amount. Even if they can't be on the council, there's definitely at least some politicking happening. Yeah, yeah. it's not well, just yeah. dressing up the White House at Christmas. Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Klingons think, would do a better job at that. Ooh. I think in a way Jake? it's similar to the Roman system, where you know you would have these women who you know by it's Rome was a hundred percent a patriarchal society, but the thing is, for you know three months out of the year, most of the men would vanish to go campaigning. Mm. and conquering not most of the men but of the cast of men that would be generals and and you know leading legions they would just disappear for several months out of the year leaving the houses to be watched over in the finances and you know the politicking is now being done by by the the the, the women <laughs> the women say i was going to say i was sure there i'm i was sure there must be some sort of real world historical precedent and there it is I like also, it. I sorry. What she said, I like it. Oh, let's get back to the Klingon party. Yeah, sorry. Because I was into that party. That was a fun party that Dax threw. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, that was what? Awesome. Yeah, the but Klingon party looked was like not awesome. 
Oh, the bachelor party? Worf, no, let's. Worf probably was having a good time. Yeah, well, well, and Martok. But like, also, what a rat bastard! Yeah, it's a lot like a bachelor party. You fucking liar. <laughs> I don't know. I've been to a few bachelor parties, and I still think that Worf's is better than the ones I've been to. Well, you've been to lousy bachelor parties. I've been to really bad bachelor parties. Wow. Our friend Justice has been on the show a bunch. I liked his bachelor party. He had a good one because we all just went to an amusement park. That's Ooh, nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, much better than getting thrown out of cheaters in Providence. I don't want to know what that is. It was funny that, like, Worf had the, you know, like, let's be honest. When we as the audience heard he was doing some sort of ceremony that's sort of like a bachelor party, we knew, like, oh, yeah, no, this is going to be some sort of tedious, like like, awful Klingon ritual. Oh god! Like a they brought party. Alexander. They made the mistake of bringing this ninny kid. Oh, they blew it almost yet. immediately. <laughs> See, I'm 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 the opposite way. I like this version. I wish he was sticking around now. Uh, he's cartoonish to me, though. Like they yeah, just decided he's, he's def- Let's make yeah. him a doof, and I'm like, no. He's I, definitely I just, too much. I don't mind that he's a doof, but I do think it's like maximum overdrive to the point of like you said cartoonishness which i don't love making him a klutz made him endearing to me maybe because i'm a bit of a klutz yeah but that's not your only characteristic (laughs) no i know but i also just really like the idea of like yeah i basically absorb all the bad luck (laughs) so we win Uh, i also really did like the way the actor delivered i can't even say my own name in klingon that was good that was a good one I really, I do also like this Alexander, but I'm glad that he's not sticking around because I think he would be too much. Like, he reminds me too much of almost like what I didn't like about early Nog, I think, mm-hmm. or, or early Rom for that matter. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm definitely better off without full-time Alexander. Well, he's, he's very one-dimensional, you know, there, there's yeah. there's just one note to him, which is, you know, he's he's the doofy Klingon. Alex the Doofy Klingon <laughs> had a dishonorable right house. Like, like when he passed out in the holodeck and they're yeah. like trying to wake him, he's like, Grandma? Yeah, that uh-huh. was... That was yeah. yeah, it's a little insulting that they just let this asshole kid into Mark, Martok's house when Jadzia has to jump through like 85 hoops just to be able to talk to the woman of the house. Yeah. But, you know, she is an alien and Klingons are nothing if not racist as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah literally, literally, Worf is like, hey, Martok, that's a really xenophobic view. And he's like, yep, we sure are Klingons. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. It's like, yeah, hey, Worf, remember that time you let a Romulan die rather than give him a blood transfusion? Yep. Worf still like, only refers to Quark as the Ferengi bartender. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. never called him by name. Although he has gone up in his estimation. Has he? Because I think it is when he said, like, he barely tolerates him or something. Which, you know, is an improvement. As opposed to not tolerating him at all? Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, this is probably about as high on his list as he'll ever get, but, but you know, that's something. I feel like he should come around, though, because for better or worse, Quark is sort of one of Jadzia's friends. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. who was still carrying a torch. Did we notice, did you guys notice yeah. that scene? Yeah. Where he was, like, randomly being weird about it again? It's like, bro... We've already got this between Kira and Odo. We don't need more characters like this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess it would make some sort of sense that, like, even if you'd kind of given up seeing her marry someone, especially someone that you think is kind of a giant stick in the mud, is gonna stick in your craw a little. Stick in the mud, sticking in your craw. Yeah, that was a touch redundant. That's good. 
It's all good. Yeah, but speaking of Kira and Oda, I'm going to move on to them a little bit because... Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Because, boy, that was rushed. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird that, like, they just decided, like, hey, Renee, could you do, like, the world's biggest comedy turn when you <laughs> see Kira? Like, I said, I think Caleb might have said in the intro, but when we were watching, I was like, they might as well put over the Zoidberg, like, as he ran off. Well, I did do that, but I was thinking more like the Stooges, where that originates from. Well, but, yes, you know, but... whatever. But Zoidberg perfected it. <laughs> Why not Zoidberg? But yeah, so yeah, I did they... read that originally they wanted the Odo thing to be, you know, since, you know, he basically was a jerk about the oh, whole... Oh, he was the worst. Oppression, not oppression, the whole Dominion... What word am I fucking looking for? Occupation. Occupation. That he would just decide, okay, nobody likes me anymore. I don't want to, I, I can't fix it. I'm just going to bop into this party, tell everyone, you don't have to be my friend anymore. I'm just going to do my job and you don't have to think about me anymore. And, and you don't have to be my friend and that's okay. And then for the rest of however long in the series, they would just deal with Odo kind of being singular. But the writers decided they didn't like that. So they just said, okay, um, how do we fix it? We don't have time. They just do it off screen. And then, yeah. and then they were up all night chatting and then they went to work the next day. That's crazy. Late. Yeah. Still unlike Odo. Still doesn't well, know what it, time it is. Yeah, how did no one, like, I get Kira didn't have her badge, but he had his. How did no one call him? Oh, they know better. I mean, no I mean, one's talking to him. At this point, though, you know, where he's, you know, basically vanished for three days to, to fuck the changeling. Mm. They're used to him not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's I still funny. wanted to. I still wanted to actually have a scene with Kira and Odo actually mending things. Yeah, really. It's the episode of missing scenes. A little bit. That's true. I think the problem is like that needs more than a scene. That needs a full episode, almost at least, maybe. And I think the issue, and I understand, is like after the past six weeks, they wanted to just have some fun. Like they wanted to let a pressure valve off. But unfortunately, like, instead of just, therefore, saving the, like... Important stuff. Important stuff, they just kind of, like, yeah, we'll acknowledge it happened without showing it. Yeah. yeah um, I, I mean, I, I can't remember exactly what happens, but I do feel like the Odo-Kira stuff is never really going to be addressed now. Man, that's yeah. a shame. And it's just sort of like, oh, now they're good. They're they're buddy buddy again. Yeah. I wonder what well, I mean, they were like talking in his, about. In his defense, he was being manipulated, and I mean, I sort of think of what he was going through as being like a drug addict. Like, I feel like obviously he's not being excused for like not having any responsibility because obviously he like made choices that led there. But I also think that past a certain point you don't necessarily have a lot of control over certain things and you're not really being yourself. Like he didn't even realize he'd been in the room for three days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that again, I'm not excusing it. I just think it was highly irregular and definitely not something he was ready for or like used to. And I don't know. I wonder if he ever uh, apologizes to Rom for almost getting <laughs> him executed. Oh, yeah, God. Seriously. No, he doesn't. Yeah, no, definitely not. No one would. Maybe. I can't see him apologizing to Quark, but maybe Rom. 
I'd be the opposite. I still don't. I still don't like Rom that much. Well, no, see, him he's and Quark, just so annoying. You understand? His and, and he's Quark's, married to fucking Lita, who's like the most annoying character on the show, aside from Rom. But see, Odo and Quark's love is the kind where, uh, like, the apology is spoken in different ways. True. Well, I mean, love is never having to say you're sorry. Just total bullshit. By yeah, no, it is that. Fuck that movie. Wait, um, what movie is that from? Love Story. What's Love Story? It's a terrible 70s rom-com. It pretty much established a lot of the modern bad rom-com tropes. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't well, realize it was from a movie. It's a rom-com. I mean, it's a rom... It's a romantic drama, I guess, technically. Rom-rom. Yeah, it's rom, either rom. way, it's terrible. Speaking of a, rom. It's a drama-rama. <laughs> mm. uh, yes, rom. Was rom in this much? Not I much. don't remember, he was at the but party. I want to... He was there was he watching okay? Lita ogle the fucking fire dancer. Brilliant. Okay, here's the thing, though, right? No, what? It is culturally accepted, or at least definitely was then. I, maybe now it's a little more equal, but like that men get to, you know, go to bachelor parties and window shop all they want, and we're just supposed to be okay with it. If they want to do the reverse with women, that's fine. That's, that is, that is equality. Oh, is that their full statement? Is that it? Yeah, like, I mean, I don't care that she's ogling the Polynesian chap, because, again, we're all okay with the idea of, like, maybe we aren't as individuals, but I mean, you know. says we are. Societally in the 90s, it was like, yeah, yeah, of course, bachelor party, go to a strip club, (laughs) like, you know, fine. It's the future, everything is equal. Women ogle people at their bachelorette parties. Lita looked like she was going to eat him. (laughs) <laughs> like there's a big difference between ogling and like i don't know i feel like I, but then again yeah. but here's the thing is everything with lita is overdone because she's another fucking caricature cartoony character that i don't mm. care for so i think that's why it annoyed me so much so whatever well you know what it is they're actually uh really into three ways but she's the one that has to do the pitch because rom's bad at well it. rom could barely ask her to marry him imagine him trying to like strike up a Three-way. He probably is really bad at even getting her to have sex, but she always, you know, maybe she always initiates for that reason. I don't know. Mm. I don't want to think about any of this. No, same. Sorry. Um, But speaking of people that hooked up this episode, so uh, the fire dancer and Morn (gasps) woke up. Yes, that's what I said. Oh, man. After we saw Morn have an awesome little mini scene-lit with a bolian in which they were just yeah. kind of like having yeah, fun together. Yeah, chest bumping and shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah I his loved shirt, that. His shirt was open. We saw Morn nipples. I was not oh, okay. I missed that. Morn chesticles. Yeah, and then Morn plus Katoa was also great. Yeah, Morn, was... Morn is like the breakout star of uh, of this show. Was Wait, it was Katoa? Katoa. Uh, was that the name of the fire dancer? Yes. Oh, thank you. He I would be that. if he would not be so fucking chatty. <laughs> it was it was completely out of nowhere, but it was nice to see that culture represented. Because I don't think it ever really has been on Star Trek. Yeah, Which we now Polynesian? know that Earth is not Ooh. a uh, not a monoculture by the twenty fourth century, like every other yes planet. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm not sure if I think it was nice to see it represented, if only because it was kind of being done in like a very at least based on Lita, like, kind of a really sexualized way. Mm. Like, kind of true. like the... I mean, again, I, I don't have any problem with the culture being represented, but it was kind of being represented as, like, 
something for, you know, showy, being showy at a party, like, uh, mm, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, that to me is questionable. Again, I mean, Polynesian culture should definitely be, you know, part of Star Trek, but it's kind of like how people were complaining about how cyberpunk was kind of paying lip service to letting you create sort of trans characters, but then the only, like, in-universe trans characters that you really saw were, like, hyper-sexualized underwear models and shit. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't help. There's been some blatantly transphobic statements from some of the devs. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're all trash. I guess I'm just saying, like, it's... Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, not to... (laughs) Oh, boy. Sometimes I'm just too Somervillian. Not even from Somerville. Anyway. Sorry. Please please leave it in because I think it's like important to note, but I, I get it. So Oh, I loved the little uh the couple of little scenes. Like there's one between Jake and uh Quark and there's one between Jake and Kira where they're mm. just kinda trying to imagine the, the how yeah. how insane it must be at the Klingon Bachelor your Party. Imagination. And it's and like yeah. and then it cut it cuts to the reality and it's just it's just a miserable thing. <laughs> Julian and O'Brien dangling from a pipe. Yeah. Like, yep, this is great. I've seen I'm my future. Kill Worf. I'm going to kill him. <laughs> well, but what was nice is though is we get that great payoff because at the end of the wedding they get to go and like uh, ceremonially attack the bride and groom. I like, like what happened to. Uh, what the fuck's his name? Kalison. Thanks, Kalison. His bride, whose name escapes me. Kalar? No. No, Kalar was... A real people. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, as Chris pointed out when we were watching it, he's like, you know they're just hitting Worf. I'm like, yeah, it's payback time for that fucking... Uh, the endless pull-up bar yeah, No bullshit. one would dare to even touch Jadzia in that dress, because... <laughs> Had that yeah, even had the, the, the traditional Klingon yeah. boob window. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jinx! I I thought the same thing. That seems like man, Klingons just love boob windows. Yo, who doesn't? They look weird. What? Yeah, boob windows are strange. What? Whatever. I love that. <laughs> I love them titties. Get a Jedzia. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice dress, but it just it might have looked better either clothed or closed or just with a. Plunging neckline. Having just a boob window is bizarre. No, see, I don't. I don't like the plunging neck. A neckline that goes down past the boobs, I think, just looks like you're just going to flap out of it. No, that's true. Those don't look good. It should just had a normal neckline then. Yeah, there's but, a yeah, character. But, but we have established though that yeah. part of Klingon yeah. female attire is the boob window. No, so you're right. Consistent. It, it is. It's just. Ugh. Yeah, there's a character in Farscape that has the very, very plunging neckline, and her boobs are just always practically out. And it just makes you uncomfortable after a while. Yeah, no, you're definitely what right show? there. Farscape. All right, add that to the list of must-watch. Oh, it already no, was. No, seriously. That's the one with the Muppets. Watch. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but now there's titties, so it's getting moved up. But the thing is, like, they even, they even work it into her character that, like, she, her She's boobs, constant, her constantly boob sweat, anxious like, that her tits are going to fall out? Well, no, no. Like, <laughs> her boob sweat can, like, the scent of her boob sweat can, like, make men do things apparently what the fuck so she'll like touch she'll like touch her cleavage and then like touch a guy and and (laughs) rub it all over their face it's it's a little weird it's still less motorboat her still Uh, less weird than lex yeah still less weird than lex because lex was just some weird sex thing yeah shoot i had a thought and it just imploded too bad i'm going i'm moving back to the bachelorette party a little bit 
Yeah, I want to talk about I wanted to talk about how adorable Nog is. He has oh, yeah. he has oh, no lines. He has no lines the whole party, and the director just told him, "All right, Aaron, we're just gonna have you do some dancing, and then we're gonna move over here and and continue the scene." And Aaron says, "Oh God, what kind of dancing should I do?" And he just decides with Nana visitor, "I'm just gonna do this," and he just does all these like weird little Klingon little Ferengi movements, and Nana says, "Yeah, do that." And then Jadzia joins in later, and that was not yeah, in the it fucking was so script. cute. Nice, I loved it. I loved it. You know it was the, really, you know, really cute. The most popular uh, party dance song on Fringinar is. Uh oh. Is it Thriller? It's the Electric Whip. Ah. Crack that whip. <laughs> Wait, the is that a real song? No, no, the electric slide is a real song. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, I guess I thought that's what you were going for, but oh, then no, I was thinking was... of, like, Whip It or whatever. Yeah, I, I got the it. Two. There we go. All right. But yeah, I remember I watched, there was an, a um, YouTube video of the Ferengi family hour at a convention, mm. and just Aaron Eisenberg, like, held it together. Like, he had all the improv skills. Nice. And when it was very clear that Max, Grodent- Ooh, Max Grodenchik and um, Chase Masterson were like, we don't know what to say now. We're not the best improvisers. Aaron would just jump in and be like, all right, here we go. That's good. I, improvisation uh, is so fucking difficult. I'm, I'm mostly rubbish without a script. So I am always impressed by people who can just ad lib effectively. I'm really only good at musical improv. I'm not good at, like, traditional improv. But yeah, Aaron Eisenberg was a treasure. Mm. I know. Ugh. Rest in peace, Nog. You crazy little bastard. I, like, am honestly shocked by how much I love the character now, because I really did not like him in the beginning, and now I'm like, every time he shows up, I'm just delighted. Well, it's such a... Because they gave him, like, an arc. Yeah. yeah. A season's-long arc. long like, arc, yeah. And it, it's been really an interesting sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I love it. Love him. Oh, man, that's what I was thinking. You know who was thrilled more than anyone by the uh, wedding getting moved up? Picard. Oh, yeah, he got... Picard? Yeah, I was thinking that, like, how, you know, one of the consequences of moving the wedding is that none of Worf's (laughs) other friends get to be there. That is sad, though. I would have loved a a couple of cameos. But see, the thing is, like... Again, like, I, I, it, the cameras would have been nice, but on the other hand, like, technically speaking, you know Picard would have been invited to the bachelor party. Oh. Yeah. You he know, so he, he probably got a communique from Worf. It's like, sir, uh, we are changing plans, unfortunately. And Picard's like, oh, that's a shame, Mr. Worf. And then he gets off. He's like, oh, thank God. I don't have to go <laughs> to that stew. He totally would have tapped me for it. Hey, I bet he's already done a bunch for, like, oh, other yeah. Klingons. Yeah. So he knows that the dangling stick you gotta do. Oh, yeah. Fast for four days? Don't like it. That's half the reason the uh, torture that Gull Madrid put him through wasn't as bad as it should have been. <laughs> That's true. He's like, well, this is it. I've been declaring on bachelor parties, you wimp. But yeah, I guess the show, they wanted to have, like, the TNG crew be at mm. the wedding or at least at some of the parties or, or just be around. But it was kind of an all or none kind of a thing. Yeah. And since most of them were busy and unable to like uh, commit to the schedule, they could only get Frakes and Burton because they're already on the lot all the time. Right. And, and do- they said, no, but we'd rather have at least more of them than two. Yeah. Well, even if if, and if only one person was going to show up, it like kind of had to be Picard. You know what I mean? Troy, maybe. What does Troy think mm. of this? 
Oh, I don't know. That makes me sad. I really oh. did like them together. I mean, Worf, Worf I know goes I'm the to only her one. wedding, so... Uh, True. He what? Mm-hmm. He, he, he goes to her wedding. Yeah. Well, that's because he has honor. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like, the thing is, it's, it doesn't, like, luckily because you, you know, like, yeah, there's this whole war on and all this other stuff, it doesn't belie belief. You know, you're not just like, because sometimes something like that happens in a show, like, where's this character that should totally be here? And you just know that, like, there's no real good in-universe reason. But here you're just like, yeah, no, they're off in the God knows what sector dealing with fuckery. And like with God knows and what. And that's why all or none does make more sense. Because yeah, it would have been just have freaks flying around being like, hey, guys, I'm going to join up. Yeah, yeah it just I mean, it's wouldn't. also in the middle of a war. So yeah, they're yep, pre- yep. presumably, you know, and they're in the Federation flagship. So presumably they're off. Yeah. You know, doing war shit. Doing a war. Yeah. And like, you know, they could have been well more than a week away. Right. Yeah, the last minute change would have fucked everything. Yeah, so it doesn't, it, it like, it never felt strange that they weren't there. You're like, yeah, under other circumstances they would be, but it's obvious why they couldn't be this time. Is it a little morbid that Jadzia's reason for moving the the wedding up is that Alexander's going to be dead? No, no, it doesn't say <laughs> dead. he's going to be dead. She just says I mean, it could be a long time until you see him. We've met Alexander. Alexander is going to, a, going to a ship. He's being transferred to a ship because most of the people that were on that ship died. Mm. And he's well, the worst Klingon. So he's going to die. I don't know. I don't think it necessarily follows. I'm I think okay that was it. in her mind. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's in reality. I mean... To an extent, what what really it comes down to is they're in the middle of a war. Any of them could die, like, any time. Yeah, that's true. Realistically. Like, yes, because of the way the scene plays out, it does feel more like she's like, you know your son's not going to live. But realistically, Worf could get killed in a skirmish. Jed Z is off commanding the Defiance sometimes, like... Uh, see, I really just thought all she meant by it was like he just might not be back out this way for a long time. Like, I see what you're saying, but it just didn't... I didn't think of it that way. But yeah, no, it does Do we sort ever of see him again? Way. Nope, thank God. Maybe in oh, Picard. See, that's the thing, I like him. I, I like him. He won me over. Yeah. It's harder for me to, like, hate Alexander when he's, like, an adult person that actually understands that, like, his dad sucks. I'm also, though, assuming that, I mean, this Klingon shit is not for him. You know, that he's gonna do as, as much as he can in the war, and if he survives the war... My guess is he's just going to peace out on the whole being a Klingon thing and, you know, move back to Earth. Or he winds up in a more sort of um, diplomatic role like future him was. Oh, maybe. Yeah, and then Worf dies. Yes. Because of Alexander, the little Mm -hmm. bitch. (laughs) Wow. Due to his clumsiness. Oh, did you guys catch there was a reference to a Captain Shelby? Oh, is that supposed to be? um... Here's the story. So they originally said, yeah, let's let's see that the Sutherland, which we've heard, we've heard of before. I think that was the one that Data took command of. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that sounds right, actually. But the, someone mentions, oh, yeah, the, the captain is Captain Shelby and who did such and such. And I guess the writers were like, yeah, it, it can be a reference to Shelby, whom we met before in Best of Both Worlds. Yeah. But it turns out that the show has an agreement with Pocket Books, uh, oh. who made her a character in a bunch of their novel series. They that had they read- can't use her in the show because it'll go oh. against all the stuff in the book. 
So because we don't see her, they decided it could be any Captain Shelby. Yeah, it's not that unusual a name. It's not that one. Yeah. No one knows. I actually read a lot of that series. Oh, yeah. Is she good? Yeah, yeah. Um, she had potential. It's I forget exactly what the series was subtitled, but uh, it was basically about this sort of decent-sized-ish space empire we'd never really heard of collapses. And they'd been fairly isolationist. So, like, it's the first time the Federation is being allowed into this area of space. So it's about them just kind of exploring and noodling around and seeing what's what. All right. Yeah. But yeah, Shelby's the first officer in that series. And uh, actually, Salar is the CMO. Oh, sweet. Salar. I can't remember if they bring back any of the other TNG characters. But yeah, at the very least, those two popped up. Well, I hate to lead us on, but do we have anything else to say about this one? Because if not, we should, uh... Oh, don't worry. I have almost nothing that I need to say about Resurrection at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. good. Because, boy. All right, so does that mean we don't have more to say about this, or... Uh, nah, none of this is important. You know, it was, it was, it was you know, I it was good. It was fun. It was enjoyable. Like I said, I think it was very much meant to be sort of a... Here's a bit of a release valve after six weeks of really intense shit. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, a little bit of a, a nice little... Cheeky palate cleanser. And yeah. now we never have to see Alexander again. Ah, oh, sad. All right. Never thought I'd say it. So, then next, Resurrection. Oh, give me one second. I gotta prepare myself. <laughs> Caitlin is <sighs> ready to enter the Mirror Universe. Ugh. Well, no, no, this time the Mirror Universe enters it, us. In Gross. Soviet Russia. God, in so many ways. Ugh, 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 ugh. Ames, I would expect that kind of talk from me and Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Okay. All right. So resurrection. Where to start? The very beginning. Okay. So it's uh, just another day on Deep Space Nine and uh, someone's trying to get on board the ship, but they can't figure out where they're beaming from. And then all of a sudden, some fucking guy who looks a lot like Beryl is on the bridge taking Kira hostage and wanting to get a ship and all this bullshit. So it turns out this is Mirror Universe Beryl, and Kira, like, talks him out of stealing a ship and talks him into trying Bajoran religion and talks him into coming into her room to have Ractagino and fucking and, you know, trying to... I don't know. He's a he's a hooker with a heart of gold. So she thinks she thinks, oh, yes, you were a thief and now you are you are a good man. And I love you because I loved my Beryl. He looks like Beryl, but he fucks like Shakar. (laughs) But but without any of the fucking stupid, like, do you like me notes? (laughs) God, fuck Shakar. What a horrible fucking thing. Like Beryl was bad enough, but Shakar was the fucking worst. She's got a type, that Kira. Yeah. Shitty guys. And sometimes the same guy, but it's slightly different. Yep, sometimes the same guy. So, turns out, Beryl isn't really there to get away from the Mirror Universe and enlighten himself and become a good boy. He's there to steal an orb, and with him is... Intendant Kira. Looking fine. Oh, looking fine. And wanting to fuck herself as usual, (laughs) which is awesome. So, yeah, but he's obviously kind of having a crisis of, I don't know if it's faith or of like, 
He just kind of likes that our universe or the universe that we live in is nicer or the fact that he actually really kind of catches some feels for Kira or all of the above. He had an orb sighting. He did. He did see the orb. So he's he's getting to know the prophets. And I don't just mean Kira's tits. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> That's good. Ames is on fire today. So ultimately, he betrays Intendant Kira when they're supposed to be stealing the orb. And they go back to the mirror universe and live miserably ever after the end. Like, I don't, that's basically it. I mean, this, this is like a whole episode of like really nothing much. Oh, Quark is the one who's on to him trying to steal yeah. it. He picks up on him, like casing the joint. And luckily Kira listens to him and is yeah. like, ah, go Quark. So, yeah. So there's a thief when he sees one. Yeah. And I guess like intendant Kira gets a massage from a Bajoran security guard and uh. then. How did that massage them. look? I know you've been massage police, Caitlin. Have I? Um, it looked fine. I thought the like the massage higher thing was stupid because it was already basically as high as it could go, and he didn't move his hands at all. So that I was just like, okay. But apparently, it wasn't very good based on what she said. Well, I mean, that was her. She was written to say that, wasn't she? To be fair. Um. Yeah, it didn't look as bad as some of the others have looked. It looked like he was actually doing some work. Mm. And I bet you mirror Unlike Miles and his weird it, little like, feather touches. Yeah. Sorry, what'd you say, Ames? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, people from the mirror universe probably want their massages to actually, like, break them. Well, that's how I want mine. Does that mean I'm from the mirror universe? Might be. Cool. You have a goatee? <laughs> Ames, how dare you? <laughs> but, uh, not as far as you know. Right, right, right. So I must be fucking face blind because I did not even recognize Beryl when Kira was like, oh, it's you. I'm like, who Me is either. it? <laughs> Me who either. Is it? <laughs> I was like, why does she know him? And Chris is like, it's Beryl. And I was like, oh, so yeah, I guess it is. I don't know if I would have because. Oh, yeah, you saw the. So like ages ago when like his character cacked it, I think I was looking up his actor and uh, on his, like, Memory Alpha page, it mentioned we would see Mirror Burial at some point. Oh, okay. So I've been kind of waiting for this. And also the episode description, which Caitlin had not noticed, mentioned, like, you know, that Mirror Universe Burial was going to show up. So, like, I don't know if I... Like, I might have gone, that guy's kind of... Who the fuck is that? And then the credit would have popped up and I would have gone, oh, okay. Mm. Oh, right, that's right. You said, look at the credits. And I was like, oh, it's Burial? Well, I don't know. It's it's I feel like the the writers here gave way too much credit to the audience. Mm. It's like, hey, re remember this minor character from several seasons ago? God, who is so fucking boring and like unlike, I don't know. There's just nothing that interesting about him except the episode where he died, really. Yeah. And this one. Yeah. yeah let's give you the grubby version of him and see if you remember. The grubby version of him at least isn't a stiff. Oh, yeah, he was a little more fun. Yeah, oh, much more. Goodness. Yeah, the, like, scene, the scene where he uh, steals uh, Worf's sword and yeah. cuts, cuts the flan with it. Ooh, that yeah. Tasty. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no, like, I get wanting to fuck this Burial. <laughs> like, other Burial was pretty, but he was a stiff. I noticed a uh, priest. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I noticed this time for the first for the first time that he's got a little bit of, like, the Adam West about him. In what way? He's got something of Adam West around the eyes, but there's also kind of like a Adam West is Bruce Wayne delivery to a lot of his lines, I feel. 
It's more of a cadence thing, huh? Yeah. I don't know. It's. It, I know what you mean. I, well, I would, we've established I, I don't do Batman, so. I wasn't going to say Adam West, but like I definitely, there's a performative kind of delivery style, I think. Yeah. So the thing that a lot of this suggests, and I, I don't remember if we ever talked about this before, but like either the mirror universe doesn't have wormhole aliens. I know. Or they have kept to themselves. So Burrell doesn't seem to know what the prophets are. What this is like, oh, you guys have a religion that's different from ours, it sounds like. That's funny. But they know what the orbs are because they're there to steal an orb. Oh, that's a good point. So how do they know about the well, orbs? Well, they might have just, because they had, they I mean, they knew how to build a defiant. So they, Yeah, they, they have they, records from. They, have de- they know what's going on. Well, that's, well, that's the resistance. Like, Miles has just been, most of the time you see Miles on DS9, it's actually Mirror Miles. Uh, <laughs> and he's been there just get it, gathering information for the resistance. But the fact that the the KCA, uh, the Klingon-Cardassian alliance of the Mirror Universe also has this information, maybe they're doing the same thing? Maybe every time you see Kira flip a coin and it's sometimes intended Kira? Hmm. I I imagine, like, they would have... There's potential that they would have found out about the wormhole and the aliens. I also, you know, I think I might have mentioned this previously, but my, my guess is that in the Mirror Universe... The Pa Wraiths are, you know, whatever. The, so, you know, you have the Pa Wraiths, you have the Prophets, and they're both the same species or, you know, right, related. Right. And in our universe, the Pa Wraiths got kicked out of the wormhole, and the Prophets live there, and the Pa Wraiths live in the fire caves. Right. And in, but in this, in the, in the Mirror universe, it was the Pa Wraiths that won. So they're living in the wormhole, and the Prophets are trapped in the water caves. The ice, ice caves. Ice there we caves. go. All right, I'm into it. Or like the war just totally obliterated the species. Yeah. Which, which you, although you think that would have collapsed the wormhole, so no. Which I mean, wormhole? It could be. I mean, it could have. It could have. No, because the wormhole exists in both. Because I forgot. Like at first, I was like, "Have we seen the universe, mirror universe wormhole?" But we we did because the very first time they jumped. It was because of something oh, going yeah. hooey in the wormhole. You're right. Yep. Okay. So the wormhole does exist in both universes. Something going hooey. Like there's also, I like, incredi- it feels incredibly like. Incredibly crisp things to say. Because I also kind of feel like, you know, the, the nature of the wormhole and the wormhole aliens and stuff like that. There's also the possibility that they're transdimensional. The wormhole they aliens? exist in both hmm. in both universes, and they're just like we're not fucking with this one. This one's this one sucks. It made me wonder. So when Beryl has his orb experience, I don't quite like. It's very unclear what the fuck orb experiences are. Are orbs just poop from the wormhole aliens that happen to have like memories? It's you know it depends on what day. Yeah, but when he looks at it, like what vision is he having? Is he having the vision for himself or from? Uh, like this particular timeline's burial. That's a good question. Because mm. he also, talks about seeing them together, which is like what burial saw. But he also said he saw Vedic burial, but he was him and I was me. No, I mean, I was him and he was me. And One plus two plus one. Plus. Chandelier. But he also made the mistake of, you know, the kind of thing you do when you when you tell someone what your wish was when you blow out a birthday cake. And yeah. he tells Kira about it. So now it's not going to come true. Yeah. Well, it was also, turns out it was mostly bullshit because he was just there 
to steal the orb in the first place. Yeah, but I also think, like, I think it's reasonable that one, maybe one of the few things he wasn't lying about was that the orb experience definitely gave him pause. Mm. Like, at the end of the day, he reverted to full mirror universe, but, well, not full, but he still was like, I can't work in this universe. But it definitely, like, fucked with his self-perception pretty badly. I feel like if you're going to go through the trouble of going to another universe to steal a magical orb... Go for, like, the Orb of Time. Go for one that has, like, actual utility. Well, this yeah. one they know they have access to at DS9. The orb yeah, they of might time, not be aware of the location of any other yeah, ones. Yeah, I think we were bringing that to Bajor in Trials and... Not Trials and Tribulations. Yeah, Trials and Tribulations. Yeah, we and I imagine after it was revealed how quite literal it was... That motherfucker is in a vault somewhere. It's encased in, like, cement. <laughs> Yeah, like, they basically report back to Bajor, like, hey, guys, um, bad news, the orb broke, and now it's just, like, buried somewhere on Earth, waiting for some evil admiral to exploit it. It's in the same warehouse as the Ark of the Covenant. Yep. (laughs) Gonna retcon it. Who's gonna investigate this this orb of time? Top men. (laughs) See, they're going to retcon it. Some fucking admiral is going to try to mess with it one day, and that's what actually caused the Kelvin timeline. There you go. Jesus. You know, it's like, that's why the the black hole didn't crush uh, Spock and Nero and instead shot them into a different universe. God, I am not looking forward to doing the Kelvin movies. Yeah, at least there's only three of them. True. You mean two? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I know we have to watch it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. I won't either. So at least we'll all be equally unhappy for Into Darkness. Yeah. That's the best one of the three. Bullshit. <laughs> okay, the opening, like, five minutes Please, is pretty cool. Please, let's stop. Yeah, um, sorry, we're off course. So what did everybody think about all of Kira's stuff this episode? Because I can tell you, Nana didn't like it. I didn't like it either. It yeah, like I... They put this, this episode in the wrong season. Yeah, maybe. Mm, yeah. This would have been a good, like rebounding off of shikar type of thing like especially like i said like i said as i alluded to like she and odo just had this talk and they've already sort of talked about the fact that like she now sort of knows odo is super in love with her and like it just seems weird to be backtracking to a new improved burial i don't know yeah and she i think it's weird just out of character because you know, Nana has stated, like, Kira is over Beryl. He's dead. He's b- dead and buried and blown up in space. And also, like, would she get involved with somebody she just met? Yeah. Probably not. I don't At know. Least... I think it would depend what uh, Bajoran religion says about random hookups. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Seriously. Like... I mean, I can see her having a fuck buddy, but getting yeah, that but, into him is, seems a bit much. And also, but Bajoran or not, I think Kira has this kind of issue with trust, you know, mm. because oh, she's lived a, sure. a wretched life yeah. of, you need someone that you, you can trust, someone with whom you've had experiences before you let them get close to you. Definitely. Not, oh, look, I cut Worf's dessert with a knife. It was pretty hot, though, you have to admit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also feel like they did uh, intend in Kira dirty. Oh, yeah? How so? It was just such an anti-climax. Like, eh, I'm just going to stun her. Bye! Like, come on, give us a proper something. 
Kira on Kira battle. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> but at the same time, please don't stop. <laughs> I did joke. How did uh, Major Kira, Miss Beryl's The Intendant Was Here tramp stamp? <laughs> oh no. You know she pegs him. Oh my. I hope so. I mean, I don't know why Intendant Kira... I don't know. It 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 doesn't make sense to me that she was able to get onto DS9. Like she just shows up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is it the same way Beryl did with a little device device? I mean, she must have, right? But yeah. where like where did she beam to? She couldn't have beamed to the bridge because everybody would have seen her. Well, yeah. didn't they say that someone was trying to beam on at the same time? Like maybe she tried and succeeded and then just hid. But then he showed up, so that was enough of a distraction. No, no, that was just, that was him showing up oh. when someone was trying to beam in. Oh, well, maybe yeah, he so. beamed, maybe she beamed in at the same time somewhere else and they didn't notice because of the kerfuffle. Maybe. And, but then like, she's also like, she didn't even think like, hmm, maybe I should get out of costume. Maybe I should put on <laughs> some different clothes so people think I'm Major Kira. Does it make sense that I'm wearing my fucking tinfoil hat crown and, <laughs> you know, what the fuck? Maybe that's why Odo isn't in this episode. Maybe she beamed to security and knocked him out. <laughs> oh, hang on. Remind me, because when Intendant Hero goes and gets that massage from that Bajoran security officer, what was she doing? She was going to secure a transporter pad. Okay, yeah. okay, got it. Because the impression I'm under is that in order to do the jump, it has to be pad to pad. Like, like you I think you need to use that contraption to like Yeah, like that contraption first had to beam them to the pad, which would then transport them to the mirror universe. Cool. Yeah, because we didn't get to see a ton of intendant Kira pretending to be Kira. We got that one tiny scene. Yeah, yeah. one scene. Yeah, and like what a fucking missed opportunity to yep. have, you know, you have an evil version of one of your characters that you can have going around doing nefarious shit and yet they made it a fucking you know romance story instead mm. it just felt lazy it was lazy like i mean i think the thing is we already have the answer as to why it couldn't be about that from mirror mirror and that's the fact that mirror universe people suck at blending yeah. into our universe they don't even yeah. try i don't know discovery might dis might have disproven that true but that's not well, it's actually years. It's actually funny, though, because in TOS, unless I'm mistaken, Spock actually comments on the fact that it was harder for the Mirror Universe people to blend in because they're, it's harder for them to act good than it is for good yeah, guys yeah. to act like yeah. shitheads. No, that's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Mirror folk were, were revealed like the second they transported in. Yeah. yeah. But of course, the difference here is that, you know, I, I, I joke because, of course, these this time they knew what they were doing. The Mirror Universe people the first time were just as confused as Kirk and company. Like, so they didn't know they had to put on an act. Ah. Whereas, of course, intended Kira would. Although having said that, she still couldn't really help herself. Because even just walking down the hall, she was like extra sultry. That's just how she walks. Yes, but it's not how the major walks. I liked it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's great for the character. I mean, she just, she can't help herself. A major asshole. Uh, Keep firing, assholes! 
Yeah, it's like, I almost kind of like the revisiting that Beryl was a person because he was a very important person. Yeah. Like, the fact that they were saying, like, people will line up to get his autograph. Like, I don't know if he was mm-hmm. that big a celebrity, but, you know, he was he was a very important character and he was very important to Kira. And when he died, we just forgot about him. So, mm. reminding us that, yes, these were feelings Kira had is interesting. I kind of like that they did that. I, I, but, you know, again, I wanted more of something. Yeah, like, she should have had more conflict. She just kind of fell from too quickly. I did like, though, the detail of, like, you know, just as he's walking through the station, Bajoran's looking at like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Because <laughs> you got to figure the average schmo doesn't know about the mirror universe. Like, that's, oh, that's an interesting probably point. something they try to keep quiet. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that. Hmm. So, like, they're just, you know, especially the civilians, they're just like, what the fuck? Just saw Elvis. Shouldn't he be dead? Like, seriously, there's there's some, you know, there's the Bajoran version of Art Bell on the radio there being like, ah, the Fennec Bryle's alive! Spotted on D-Space 9! <laughs> Actually, he's dead, isn't he? I don't know who, who that is, so I can't tell you. Uh, he was like a talk radio conspiracy nut, Art Bell. I'm sorry. I think he passed away. He sounds super cool. I mean, for that matter, everyone could assume he's a changeling. Mm. Yeah. We know, though, we know, everyone knows about those at this point. Well, that and actually, as well they should, honestly. I mean, I feel like that would be a huge security issue. Yeah, that's a secret you shouldn't it. keep. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> that actually would have been funny. It's like, oh, God, it must be a changeling. <laughs> like, some people look in reverence and awe. Every, like, 15th person tackles him. <laughs> He's like, give me your blood! Because <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they are Bajorans, and uh, they do love violence. Y'all are wild. <sighs> Anything else about this lackluster piece of shit of an episode? Uh, I mean, I was, I'd say it, it was lacking in some regards, but I wouldn't call it... Would you say it lacked luster? Yeah, it lacked luster, I guess, but it, I've seen worse yeah. by far. I mean, there's definitely worse episodes. It just it it feels very much like filler. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there was a cutscene I really wish they had kept because it would have been the very, very, very top when Jadzia is trying to get Kira to like bring a date to have dinner with them. Mm. But it would have been in, in Kira's quarters where she just has like a ton of Zial's paintings up, and Aww. she's just sitting there actively missing Zial. That would have been nice. That would have been much nicer. Actually, that's funny because I see at one point you do see a painting on her wall when she's sitting there with Barail. And I was like, is that supposed to be one of the yells? And well, I wasn't sure. And here's the thing. If they reminded us, hey, remember how she suffered this loss recently? Yeah. It sort of makes more sense why she would be yeah. willing to like grasp onto this past love because she's like fucking feeling so alone and so bereft. Yeah, like, actually, with with that in mind... Her actions maybe do make a little more sense. Yeah, so I think they missed a trick on that, especially yeah. if they had the goddamn trick ready and just decided not to use it. Yeah, no, that yeah, that would have made it a little more understandable. I think you're right. Like yeah. that, she's like, just I'm hurting. I've had loss. I miss these people that I love, and then this person she loved shows up and is like, "Hey, girl," and she's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and then she even had the talk with Cisco, where he's like, "You know, it's not them, but right. Sometimes it is." Yeah, and I thought that that was actually a nice moment. I'm glad you reminded me about that one because that was nice. Yeah, 
That reminds me, though, actually, as you were saying that that scene where they were talking. Hey, didn't, am I just remembering that scene? Or was there an earlier episode where Dax tried to fix up Kira with the transparent skull guy? Because I feel like this isn't the first time I've heard them talk about transparent skull aliens. Maybe. Transparent scullions. Yeah, that's the thing, like, girl talk with Kira and Dax is hilarious. It's way better mm. than any girl talk Troy and Crusher had. Oh, yeah. that was just awkward and obviously- Hey, don't like, your boobs feel firmer? <laughs> oh, that fucking movie. Tell us about this ghost you're fucking. <laughs> oh, God, please Well, his don't. name is Shakar. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I remember I... they were talking about how Dax had a little crush on Morn. Oh, yeah, he's got those little hairs. Yeah, it was cute. Well, yeah, but who doesn't have a crush on Morn? <laughs> I mean, she's only human, for Christ's sakes. Well, True. no, she's not human, but still, my point is... Damn it. <laughs> my point stands. Yes. Yeah, It's also getting like, repetitive that everyone is meeting their lost lovers from the Mirror Universe, because, you know, Cisco has that thing about Jennifer, and it's like, uh, yeah. Is this going to happen every fucking time? Yeah. Is Quark going to meet Mirror... Hell? Klingon lady? Oh, Grilka. Grilka, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was thinking of the Cardassian. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, her too. That would be all right. Well, why not both? Maybe he could have a mirror three-way. Am I right? I feel like the mirror universe folk are more into that kind of shit, if Intendant Kira is anything to uh, to judge by. Oh, yeah, this is, well, the very least, this is the third time they've mentioned Captain Baudet. I don't know, though, if there had she had previously tried to hook up Kira with him. Mm. But he has come up, and the fact that he has had a transparent skull has come up before. Yuck. Thank you, Memory Alpha. Good job. Also, having looked up that uh, novel series, it was called New Frontier. Okay, I've heard of that, yeah. Uh, the character, the captain from that, Mackenzie Calhoun, is still active as a character in Star Trek Online, where he is now the commander of Space Station uh, Deep Space K-7. Hey, K-7. Yep. It's, uh... I don't know if it's the same one, but there is a station still there with that name. Well, I can't imagine it wouldn't be the same one. Well, I mean, at this point, it'd be Space a couple Station K7. centuries old. Like, maybe build a new one. But that's neither here nor there. We're on DS9, not DSK7. Well, speaking of space stations that we are currently on, <clears throat> uh, thankfully, we still have lots more, well, some more, Deep Space Nine to do. Next week, we'll be talking about statistical probabilities and the magnificent Ferengi. I'm sure that's going to be lots of fun and Ames will hate it. I'm sure it'll be magnificent. I don't know. It's apparently one of Jake's favorite episodes, so here's hope. Oh, shit. Well, who knows? Yeah, well, yeah, fingers, it's a good one. It's fingers crossed. You we'll see what Ames... calls it top five. Who top did? five did, did. Ferengi episodes. Oh, top five Ferengi episodes. <laughs> now, I don't well, know if fair it's top enough. five, but it's pretty, I think it's pretty good. Well, I'm we'll, sure I'll love it. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. That's all. Yeah, that's definitely true. There's delightfulness abound. Oh, no. It, but, maybe I will hate it. Oh, see? I, well, who? what's the over under? <clears throat> and who's taking the money? I got five bucks on Ames hating it. Quark is taking your money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. All right. Well, anyway, if you want to hear about those episodes next week and you want to make sure you don't miss it, you can subscribe to A Star to Steer Her By, uh, where all fine podcasts are sold. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can also check out our Facebook page by searching for A Star to Steer Her By. You can find us at SSHB Podcast on Twitter and Tumblr, or you can visit our website at SSHBpodcast.com.
As always, this has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. This has been Chris. <laughs> I like how you forgot who you were for the second there. So I got distracted by a notification on my computer. I Dad apologize. God. Well, I happen to remember that this has been Ames. Ah. All right. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, I feel like Quark said something that was quotable and I forgot to write it down. There's no profit in jealousy. There you go. Ooh, There's no line. profit in jealousy. Nice. Nice.